All right, we are live, episode 49. I said it yesterday, I don't know what it is. I feel fantastic. Unbelievable. Uh, I have Trey Lockerbie with Better Booch. I have Jared Kligerman with the Think Tank. Welcome. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Trey, we get right into it. We're talking to Better Booch. Uh, I know Jordan because he was on the sales series. I like that guy. Great hire on your side. Um, let's talk about when Better Boots started. Who was it started with? Uh, and what was the story? So my wife and I started the company um, actually only six months into dating about nine years ago. So um, quite a journey. We were both uh, fairly successful touring musicians. Uh, she was a singer with Rihanna and I was with Lady Annabellum and a couple other artists out of LA and Australia. Long story short, we were just touring the world uh, nonstop for about five years and quickly saw the writing on the wall. We saw people in their 30s, 40s on the road, missing their kids, upbringing and all this stuff that we just didn't want for ourselves ultimately. And we decided we wanted to pivot and create a healthier lifestyle, more domesticated. I'd been brewing kombucha at home as just a means for like convenient health. And um, really the light bulb went off when I realized that everyone would drink kombucha if they could realize that it can actually taste great. Um, whereas at the time there was really only one brand, it was fairly polarizing. We wanted to be the change, you know, we wished to see. So we set out to do it ourselves and uh, you know, best decision of my life. As someone who's very neurotic, I have 18 different questions that just went inside my brain. And this is gonna be very hard to break out. Um, I'm gonna start with a few. One, let's get back to the singing thing. Uh, I need context there. We don't usually go into that stuff here, but I need I need a 30 second context. Break that down one more time. Your your now wife and you were both singers, so you're in the in the entertainment uh, business, uh, and you were working with people like Rihanna. Just give us a little bit of that. My wife is a singer. She, she's incredible, um, and and uh, she was a very successful background singer, mostly with Rihanna. Um, I was mostly a songwriter, but I toured as a guitar player, background singer kind of guy, almost like a hired gun. Um, and so that's kind of our early career. And I will tell you that, you know, being a musician in that industry, which is, I think is still the hardest industry on earth, uh, maybe besides comedy, um, you know, it, you have to be very enterprising. We, we were entrepreneurial from the get go. That's, that's the spirit of us. You know, that's our personality. And to be honest, like, it was a relief to find a be the beverage business because there was always a logical next step. Okay, you have to make X amount of cans. You need to get into X amount of doors. You know, you have to do there is a playbook, right? Whereas in music, there's no playbook. I love that comment um, because it is something that probably somebody doesn't understand if they weren't in that business. The entertainment business in itself, I mean, if you just mentioned like comedy, like you've got to be, number one, you have to be a salesperson, right? Which to me, I directly align with an entrepreneur or at least to me that the, the best ones have a sales sort of background or a cut with it. Um, you're, 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 in, you're in the hardest industry to break into ever because there is so much talent, right? We've, we probably often be like, how did that guy make it? Or how did that woman make it? Like, she's not as good as my friend, you know, that's such a great comment. So I love that. Now let's, I got to go right into it. Right. So now we go into uh, kombucha. 
for those that watch this, they, they know about that sort of category. I've had your product and I said it to Jordan. I don't remember being a fan. You know how I am. I'm just very out there and honest about everything. Yeah. The first time I had kombucha, I don't know, I would never understand how to pronounce it. I remember saying to myself, who's drinking this? Who's drinking this? Now, again, that was a long time ago. So I'm going to now tell you what I think. I had your product and it was amazing. And I don't just say that people know this. I don't just say things as flagrant here. It was amazing. So give us what kombucha is all about. Just sort of short story for those that maybe don't really understand the value proposition. Well, what a lot of people don't realize, I think, is that kombucha is traditionally a tea. It's a fermented tea. Whereas most brands that have come out of the gate or been around even a long time flavor with juice. So it almost becomes this fermented juice. And that is what gives it such an off-putting flavor because the added sugar from the juice continues to ferment in the bottle and becomes very vinegary. And so all these people are now familiar with this very vinegar type of product. But traditionally, that's not how it was meant to be at all. I mean, it's not um, meant to be a chore to drink. You're supposed to enjoy what you drink. And um, that was the light bulb that went off for me when I started brewing it at home originally, because we only use teas, herbs, botanicals, and adaptogens for the flavor to keep it in a more authentic, traditional method. And that's what's yielding such a better product. That is sweet. Uh, no pun intended. Um, and so let's jump into first points of distribution because there's a lot probably in the beginning but let's say you found a either doing it in your kitchen or found a co-packer once you were really getting going what were your first points of distribution was it direct to consumer or did you find some regional plays i think you're in the bay area are you in santa cruz too jordan is in the bay area i'm in la you're in LA. Okay. Well, of course you're in LA. What are we talking about? We just talked about entertainment. Of course you're in LA. Okay. Of course you're in LA. <laughs> Shout out LA. Yeah, I, I grew up in the Midwest. I'm not, you know, haven't always been here, but I do. I love can it. tell you're not from LA. Come on. Okay. Come on. Um, by the way, I'm never wearing that Dodgers hat. I, I had a blue hat on side note last, uh, last one. It's not happening again. Um, talk to me about first distribution. Well, first of all, I'll just tell you that we've always manufactured our kombucha ourselves. Everything's done in-house. The hand blending of the teas, the fermentation, the canning, it all happens under one roof here in LA. Um, we really wouldn't have it any other way. I think that's the only way we're able to maintain the type of quality we have and you know, continue to have all these exciting innovations that come out so quickly. Um, the first points of distribution were you know, technically farmer's markets. I mean, we got started very small and um, I, will, I will like, recommend that to any entrepreneur though, because you're getting that initial feedback in real time from potential customers and you're able to you know, improve upon your product very quickly. Um, one of the first retailers that took us on was, a, was an independent here in LA called Lassen's. They have about, I don't know, 14 or 15 doors. Um, and you know, being small time entertainment, people turn beverage entrepreneurs, we were like, oh, we've made it. You know, we, we saw ourselves on shelf at the grocery store and we were like, we are sailing into the sunset. You know, <laughs> time to retire, you know, um, which as you know, is not how it works at all. But, you know, I remember the excitement from that first uh, point of distribution. Yeah, uh, time to retire, then no check comes. And you said, uh, I think we have to uh, curb Well, no, we, we realized we had to go make more products, right? <laughs> um, okay, so I, I like that. Now let's then jump ahead. Um, let's maybe jump all the way to 
uh, middle of or early 2019. Again, big jump. But what does the business look like then? Maybe give us three points um, that you can think of, of how you got there. And, and again, like what did the business look like? So it's a great question because in early 2019, I almost look at that as the birth of Better Booch, which sounds strange because I mentioned we've been around for almost nine years. But what happened over those years is that we were quickly approached by some large retailers to uh, produce their private label kombucha because of our quality. And so we kind of got on this road of like becoming a manufacturer of kombucha. Our own, grand, our own brand continued to grow organically during that time, but it allowed us to build out a lot of capacity and like really in our, in our, we've learned, I mean, I call it beverage and was our validated, you know, our, these major retailers validated our processes and controls. And basically in 2019, we set out and raised our first round of funding because we actually saw that our brand, our velocities were outselling the label time to actually pursue our own brand because really consumers want an authentic kombucha brand, not necessarily a cash grab from a private label. Got it. Um, and you broke up a little bit there. Um, I'm going to go to it though. It was, uh, what did you do with the private label opportunity? Was it, uh, was it set aside or did you, did you forge ahead with that? So we've wound down the private labeling for now. We're only focused on Better Booch because Better Booch was the velocities were so much greater than the private labels that it showed us very clearly that the biggest opportunity is to continue to pursue our own brand. And we set up this platform to do so because we built out capacity. We have all the manufacturing expertise now and all the quality validated by the most, you know, the most major retailers. So um, it's, it, we set out kind of, and that's, we rebranded our product. We launched it at Expo in 2019. And since then we've grown 350%. And, uh, you know, I look at early 2019, almost like the birth of Better Booch. Very cool. Okay. And good. Cause now we grabbed that. And I also got you, uh, there was a note about kind of f fundraising at the time. Um, you don't necessarily need to say the exact dollar amount and did it come from friends and family? Was it a private round or outside? Could you give us just a little context there and, and how, how or why was the money needed? I know that sounds sort of generic. Like, oh, I know why give, give us sort of the disciplines on that. Yeah, so the main uh, participant in the round was Crush Ventures, which is actually Crush Music. And we partnered with them primarily because it really fit our ethos. I mean, we come from that, that entertainment space and they have done a great job of growing band names like Weezer, Lord, Sia, you know, a, a few others, Green Day, um, you know, in these household names. And we really wanted the expertise on the marketing side. We considered ourselves manufacturing experts, but we really wanted to get out there and grow in sort of a pull marketing sort of way. And we figured they were the best experts in that department. So we partnered with them and it's been a great uh, partnership so far. Okay, two, that's cool. How much? 2.5 million. Okay, so 2.5 million. Okay, so it's a good amount of, a good amount of money. Um, and going back to the private label uh, subject, uh, which I'm just going to make a note about because it's the first time I think um, on an episode that maybe it's been touched on. My take on private label is it's, it's a really tough decision. And every brand, um, it's usually one that's been in the market at least enough that uh, a retailer or someone has a liking to it because we've been approached many times before. Um, and I don't mind uh, saying we've we've said no, 
Um, the reason is, is because we have our own brand to establish. And we recognize that our product, at least to us, is the best. Uh, again, I mean, I, if I don't say that, I'm doing something wrong. But I, I just, I, oh, I believe that, right, to the, to the depths of my core. I don't want to give it to somebody else who is going to be competing with us because we have such a long road to go to just brand build, right? Um, again, I'm giving my story as part of it so that people can get this. It's not to say you can't do it. I know other people who have done it. And the reason, of course, is the, the, the one that people love is cash. You know, you, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's somebody who's going to give you purchase orders. They're going to pay you because they're established, you know, companies or brands or whatever it may be, right? And again, margin may be a lot thinner, of course, but at least it's revenue that you, you aren't generating. So it's, you gotta weigh it. Um, and I just wanted to touch on that. Now, 2020, um, let's talk pre-March. Where are you guys in as far as retailers and what does the team look like? Yeah, so we actually set up to hire sales um, in early this year. So you talked to Jordan, he only joined our team in February. He brought with him a few amazingly talented um, managers and we really built out this incredible team right before COVID hit. We had a lot of momentum in a very short amount of time. Um, luckily, going online was a big priority for us in 2019, um, which I don't think it was for many other cold chain products, but we were kind of seeing that that was going to be a big opportunity eventually. So we wanted to jump ahead of it. We launched as number one on Amazon in our, in our category. Um, and we were able to work out all the kinks so that when COVID lockdown happened, uh, you know, e-commerce became 40% of our business overnight. And we were set up for that. And thank God, you know, because uh, yeah. a lot of the independents shut down for a little while. Um, I'm happy to say that even through this year, we're averaging a 20% month over month growth, which I think is just, you know, a fairly amazing feat uh, in the headwinds of COVID and everything else this year. Um, we've just launched in two more regions of Whole Foods. We, we're launching in Sprouts nationally next month. Um, lots of momentum still building. And um, team-wise, we're probably about 25 employees and company-wide at the moment. And again, um, manufacturing everything our, ourselves, which is uh, you know, quite an advantage. Uh, very cool. And I like to, to hear that progression, uh, again, even through some of the stuff that we've all sort of been dealing with um, since March. In closing, where are you in 12 months? You know, if, if all things come to fruition, I always like to throw a little, you know, a little positive love on this thing. Things are opening back up, um, you know, and we hope that it continues. You know, it's sort of a, a, a stepping moment here. But what does it look like, let's say, uh, September 21? Well, going back to your last question, we're currently in about 3,000 doors. And I think by that point, we'll be in double that easily. Um, we're... We have a few more announcements coming through the pipeline that we'll, we'll be announcing soon, but next year is looking to be a very large year for us. And we are already available in most major cities, um, but we'll be continuing to kind of expand and support those regions and building that out. Very cool. Trey, I'm going to throw your info up at the end of this thing. It, it's a great product. And I, you know, again, I, I'm just telling it how it is. Uh, Jared. Thank you. My LinkedIn buddy. 
for so long, right? I don't even. Oh. What, what did I? What, 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 how, why did it take so long, dude? I don't know, man. I don't know. I think it's because I'm up here in Canada. It's a little chillier up here. It's a little bit of a distance, but we got. Hey, hey. I, that's so cliche. So stupid that I did that. I had to. Okay, give it to us. The the think tank. Uh, give us. You know what? What is the platform? Who's it for? What's it all about? For sure. So uh, thanks for having me on. Uh, waiting for Better Boots to get up here as well. I'm dying to get my hands on it. Um, but the Think Tank, we are a full service communications agency that really specializes in shopper and trade marketing. So we help brands engage consumers where they consume online, in store and beyond uh, to really drive trial and purchase. And you know what I've really been excited about in the last few months from watching all the brands like yours is that there's been a lot of experimentation with a lot of the core tactics that we use, things like teaming up with other brands around promotion, social contests, starting to build those relationships. I mean, you and Aaron were talking about it, you know, having that relationship with retailers so you can maximize the opportunity so you can get that end cap display and how do you leverage your trade and all that is so vital and we can help you with all that, uh, but we're not, that's not really our specialty. You know, we're Canadian, you get a discount on the exchange rate, so, you know, worth calling us, but the two times I think you can really benefit from us um, is when you're looking to integrate all those tactics or start to add on an advanced layer. And by that, I mean something cutting edge like an AR VR piece or using directional audio in a POS. Um, when you're starting to roll out that promotional campaign on the national scale involving national retailers, that's really where our expertise comes into fruition and we can give you an amazing amount of value. The second time to call us, you're looking to come up to Canada. Lots of different rules, regs, packaging needs to be overhauled, all that stuff. I may not be the right guy for you, but I know lots of people up here and I'm a connector as you know, you and I both know all too well. Um, so that's really when you should be giving us a call. I like that. Uh, great summary. Uh, and I know I'm just following you and being connected. You're a good, a good dude. And so uh, check it out. Everybody's info's around here. Trey just took a swig, threw in that last little bit of you know, a marketing piece. Uh, I enjoyed having you both on. There we go. You guys uh, have a great week. Be healthy. Be happy. Thanks. Peace. Thank you, man. Cheers.